Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Alberta, tomorrow is Election Day, Voting Day. It's been a busy weekend. It's been a busy election. It's been an election that had a lot of, I don't know, I don't even want to say twists and turns because that's not crazy enough. (laughs) There's been a lot that's happened. And I mean, just the injection of the wildfires into a provincial election, leadership, things change, those moments where politicians have to do something else. We're going to begin our coverage of the Alberta election here on the Sunday with a warm welcome to Lori Williams, political scientist with Mount Royal University. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm well, Irene. How about you? I am good, fascinated by this race, and it is heading into the home stretch. Uh, Lori, what strikes you on this final Sunday before the vote? Well, a couple of things really popped to mind. One is it's the closest we've seen polling indicating election uh, going in this late, the closest we've seen uh, anticipated for my entire time following Alberta politics. And, and the second thing that strikes me is just how bizarre it is. We've got a number of prominent conservatives, uh, and not just sort of progressive conservatives, criticizing Danielle Smith and the UCP, and some of them have endorsed and are campaigning with uh, candidates for the for the NDP. And I guess the third thing I would say is I'm struck by the impact of uh, some of the candidates. So whether they be high quality candidates that seem to be persuading people that maybe they can go the extra distance and vote NDP uh, or UCP as the case may be, or if it's a controversial candidate for the, uh, the for the UCP that's got people wondering whether they can vote for them, um, there is one controversial uh, NDP candidate as well. But most of the most of the um, controversies will come with UCP candidates. Laurie, did you read the piece in the New York Times yesterday that called attention to what was going on in Alberta and referenced that uh, the premier who wanted her job back had made reference to the unvaccinated being the most discriminated. I mean, brought it all up, Lori, from American yep. eyes. That's saying something. Yep. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it, it tells you that there has, at least among some of the candidates and the leader, there's been the influence of some of the more controversial elements of, uh, of U.S. politics. Um, Danielle Smith has expressed her own admiration for Ron DeSantis, for example, um, and she does seem to align on a number of issues fairly closely, as do as do some of the candidates running for the United Conservative Party. And so those those sort of mainstream conservatives are saying this isn't conservatism, this isn't what we stand for, particularly the issues that have come up with respect to the the breaking of the um, Conflict of Interest Act uh, in her advocacy or interference in the administration of justice by trying to get the justice minister or attorney general uh, to do something about the case of a very controversial street pastor who was fomenting violence against RCMP officers. I mean, that's that, that's not what you normally see being done by, by conservative politicians or, or thinkers. And it's, uh, it's led a number of conservatives to say that's just not conservatism for me. This is not really the conservative party. And they're wondering what to do with their vote. If it does, you know, I was looking at some polling. We're going to talk to a pollster and, and go all polling after we we say goodbye to you, Laurie. But 
you know, there was a David Coletto put out some some graphs today. I'm sure you've seen some of them. One of them is just how this wouldn't even be a race if Daniel Smith wasn't the leader. And that's absolutely right. He's, he's bang on with respect to that. We've got, you know, even though the economy, or at least the government, is bringing in a fair amount of money because oil prices for a time were, were fairly high, the government's sitting flush with cash. But the problem is that a lot of Albertans are not. Um, and they really sort of feel there's a bit of a distance between them and the government. And uh, and some are pointing to the fact that some of the affordability issues, for, for example, in utility payments and auto insurance, those are caused by UCP policies that remove the caps that been in, had been in place under the NDP. So, so what, what we're uh, what we're seeing is normally under these circumstances, when we've got a strong economy, um, yeah, the healthcare system here, as is elsewhere, is is um, in trouble. But normally, when the economy is strong, a government um, has a better chance of winning the election. But we've got a really tight election at, at this point. Pretty much too close to call. Although the advantage we have to acknowledge is with the uh, with the UCP simply because of the electoral map, um, and it's too close to call because of all of the controversies associated with Daniel Smith. Uh, some might wonder why on earth mm-hmm. she's even in the running anymore, but that's just because there was such an advantage, uh, or at least in terms of uh, of the coffers of the government and their promises for spending and so forth. That's the sort of thing that usually wins elections, and it, it's looking like it may or may, or may not be enough. Yeah, and we'll get into the polling in just a few moments, but I want to ask you, you know, this is a test, and the federal government and the conservative leader, Pierre Polyev, who endorsed Daniel Smith, they're going to be looking towards this. But, you know, somebody said something, and I want to throw it at you, that even a win here on either side isn't really a win if it's this close. It's complicated. In one sense, you're quite right. It's not really a win in that it, if it's very close, it means that a large number of Albertans did not vote for the governing party. And so that will place a burden on the the, uh, the new premier to reach out to those who did not vote for them. That job is harder, however, for Daniel Smith than it is for Rachel Motley. Daniel Smith is the leader of a deeply divided party, and not just on, on you know, one fault line. There's several sort of factions within the party. And they don't agree with one another, and they have uh, some of them organized very effectively to try to, well, they claim credit, the Take Back Alberta folks take credit for getting rid of Jason Kenney and installing Danielle Smith. And uh, if she does win, it'll be largely with rural support, and uh, those rural voters will be emboldened and they'll be pushing her in this direction. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.